This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. And this is our podcast. <laughs> yep. I didn't quite have the gravitas or the abs to make that work. But uh, today we were talking about 300. Some seven minute abs. Yeah. This movie came out in 2006, directed by Zack Snyder, written by Zack Snyder, Kurt Johnstead, and Michael B. Gordon, not Jordan, based off of the graphic novel Frank Miller and Lynn Varley, starring Gerard Butler, Lena Headey, Dominic West, David Wenham, Vincent Reagan, Michael Fassbender. That's Headley. Headley. And, uh, yeah. That's it. So, uh, Scott, I think this is your movie. What's your history with it? So, I saw this in the theater, I want to say. If not, I saw it at your place, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> in the straightest way possible, we, we watched this movie together. <laughs> in a Turkish bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, Which is, was my apartment. This is like the ultimate do you like gladiator movie. <laughs> movies, even though there's no gladiators. Uh, all, all that said, um, yeah, you know what? I, I, I do. It might have been in Jeff's apartment. I don't think about it. But... Uh, uh, it, it, this movie had a lot of hype. Um, uh, let me just preface everything before before we really dig into this by saying, uh, and and credit to Jeff for pointing this out. Um, although it did occur to me as well, uh, maybe this isn't the best movie to be doing right now, <laughs> uh, give, given the some of the themes in it. Um, and and I actually knew that going in. I just didn't realize it was. I didn't, I didn't remember it being as bad as it was, in that regard. Um, all all that set aside, though, um, you know, I, I we're n- nobody's in any position to tell anybody how they should feel about things. Um, I, I can only give you my point of view, which is that some of the stuff is so cartoonishly over the top um, that that like from a personal level, like I'm. You know, I, I I can watch it and be entertained by by all the the ridiculousness in it, and 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 knowing some of the history um, about how it wildly inaccurate it all is, even before you, you start adding in like all the the mutant people and, and uh, how just cartoonishly evil the the Persians were in this. Um, so yeah, just taking this as a as a a bit of spectacle, um, you know, the through the lens of history, there are no good guys or bad guys here. Um, this is just a couple Only people in buff, the buff guys, a couple people in the ancient world tangling in, in Greece, and believe me, the Greeks were in just as equally as big of assholes as the Persians were, but in their own way. Um, so. Yeah, I just I just want to set that aside. Like, yeah, yes, we we understand that <laughs> that that this paints uh, people of color, at least at least the Persians here, in a in a poor light. 
Um, and we just want to acknowledge that. I'm probably not going to dig in too much further on that. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks for, for sticking with me through that. Uh, but, yeah. Just, and that was Sean Shot First. See you yes. next week. Uh, just Again, just the... <laughs> don't do yeah. drugs. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Or, or do. Oh well, yeah, actually, yes, do drugs. You know, we're like just like we're not in any position to tell people how to feel about stuff. Neither are we are in any position to tell you not to do drugs. Don't so, do heroin. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah don't don't do heroin. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of coke, but no heroin. <laughs> just a little bump. Just just a little bit of nose candy. Uh, you know, by what Alex says, don't get shot with a twenty-two or shoot anybody yeah, with a twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, don't, don't shoot anybody with anything. That's probably that's that's, that's usually yeah, like that's that's a that's a, a safe that's a, that's a good policy to to have going through life. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, originally saw this with Jeff's place. Really enjoyed it. Um, certain things in this uh, were were laughable to begin with, and now they're kind of more cringy than laughable. But uh, anyway, there we are, and and. This is probably Zack Snyder's last enjoyable movie. Yeah. Yeah, right. I can't... Yeah, I can't think of another one that was as good. I mean, maybe... Whatchamacallit, The Watchmen? But, eh. I'm still holding out hope for Batman vs. Superman. I keep watching it. <laughs> one like it. It's it's that whole... We're just, it's the, the equivalent of, like, Mulder... X Files. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to believe that there's a good movie in there somewhere, hmm. or or at least something that that I can get behind. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I really don't remember when I saw this. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I might, I may have. But I definitely had, got it on home video, and I, as I think I mentioned last week, or maybe it was just off, off, off the air, whatever we call it. Uh, I had it in HD DVD. I was one of the guys who went with HDVD route when it came out specifically because they had the expansion for the Xbox 360 at the time and that's what I had and so I chose poorly but anyway this is one of the first like high def movies that I had <laughs> and uh, I remember looking really good HDVD was a far superior product to Blu-ray but unfortunately porn picked Blu-ray and that's how it always ends up working <laughs> out no, I don't. I don't remember what happened. Why one went over the other? But I, I don't. I, I do not have enough knowledge to say that you're wrong, Jeff. <laughs> I know uh, that's why VHS won. I know that's yeah. like a, that's the thing. Like VHS beat baited because of porn. Um, but yeah, that's my history. That I, I like. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it later. I will say this is a movie going back that. Oh, uh, Cersei's in this. Oh, Dominic West is in this. Oh, Michael Fassbender's in this. Like I don't. They were like kind of. They weren't. Well, there were nobodies, but they weren't on my radar yet. Last time I watched this, so now going back and watching it is kind of interesting. This, to this see. is definitely before Fastbender became more or less an A-lister. Yeah, like I had, mm-hmm. I had remembered that people telling me that Cersei was in this. Like, oh, okay, and I, uh, oh, Dominic West, I did not know was in this. I forgot. And then Wild Wild West. <laughs> and uh, Fastbender was like, "Is that Fastbender? He's not in this fucking movie." And then I looked in the credits, like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So Dominic West has been in everything. So <laughs> that that's not too much of a surprise. Uh, it's you got Fairmere really? after post post Love Wings. Yeah, I knew him. Like he was the only one I knew when I watched it. I'm like, yeah. holy crap, it's Fairmere. And this mm-hmm. this is the one that that set up Gerard Butler to do a whole lot of shitty movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the Catherine Heigl thing, the, uh, the angel has fallen, Olympus has fallen. There's three trilogy. of those. There's, there's fucking three of those things. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. The uh, he, he was in the um, the I forget what it was called. The Gods of Egypt or whatever that was. Yeah. Was he in that one? Yeah. Yep. It's I see him on here. Oh, in in oh Gods of Egypt. Okay, I was thinking of the others, kind of Snake Snyder one with um, Theseus who was and the, the Minotaur. Who was the what guy was that, that wasn't wasn't it Jamie Lannister? Oh, in Gods of Egypt, yeah, yeah, Nikolai Calderwado, whatever. I was <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll pull a Jeff here and just kind of glance over his name. Okay. When you can't do it, fake it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, what's your history with this movie? I saw it in the movie theaters. I was hyped for this, and I went to see it. It was awesome. All right, and the other question before we get started, did any of you read the comic or the graphic novel? No. Yes, I did. Okay, before the movie? No, I read it afterwards. Okay. Uh, which was probably a good thing. Uh, it's not one is better than the other. This one truly is like uh, kind of its own thing, but... It's one of those where they use the comic book like a Bible, and they put up all the panels as like uh, storyboards. Uh, but it works for this movie. So the, okay. the, the, there were shots, it felt like, in the movie that were like one-to-one from, from like not even ever having like uh, read the graphic novel. I, as I watched this, I, I felt like, oh yeah, that had to be like a panel inside the... I don't know if you guys felt that yeah. way at all. No, definitely. And I actually did read a little thing. And Zach's, most of this was just filmed in a green screen area. And he said he just he wanted that to have the control because he wanted to get as much close to the comic book shots as possible. So he was definitely going for that. All right. Well, let's dive into it. As uh, usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. So, Scott, why don't you lead us off? Number seven. Okay. The, the first one is... A complaint I had the very first time I watched it, and kind of bugged me this time around. And and again, I, I'm not going to dig in too much of the <laughs> the whole uh, the the way this treats Eastern culture here. But um, the the whole idea that the they couldn't have the the, the crippled Spartan I forget his name Laertes. Quasimodo. Yeah, Quasimodo. Quasimodo. <laughs> they couldn't have Quasimodo join because it can be part of a phalanx. But pretty much like 75% of the fight scenes are them just like doing like running out of formation and <laughs> solo hacking like 12, 12 or 13 people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes they like throw the, like they're like throwing their swords away. <laughs> not, not, not just their spear but their swords too. And like no, I don't think it's that important. <laughs> um, so it was just something that that really bothered me as an excuse mm-hmm. why uh, they they could well, bring him on board. Leonidas was just prejudiced, and he just let him down easy. Right. <laughs> he wanted to say, "Nah, you're ugly. You can't be part of us." I mean, look at these abs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Although you. Even Quasimodo's pretty ripped. <laughs> there's there's a lot of HGH in the ancient world. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of buy it. It's it's on point with their whole culture of just 
I mean, I think it's big. I was okay with it. Like, no, the whole no, thing no, is they totally, killed totally, their... Right. It totally makes sense that Leonidas wouldn't want him there. And even thinking that was the reason why. But just from, like, a... a like a filmmaking point of view, then then the Spartans like will totally break with that, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're in a phalanx for like what are It's like with the, within within the movies. Yeah, within the movie's yeah. internal logic, it it. it oh, okay. I guess I, I think right, that's I maybe the answer to put it. Uh, mm. So yeah, that's my number seven. <laughs> okay, uh, my number seven is not really fair to the movie, but I had a really hard time with. Um, Cersei being a good girl in this movie. I have not seen her in anything except uh, Game of Thrones and then what was the the Dread movie where she just been a total biatch. And so it was just, and she's in there like doing her scene. I just kept waiting for her to just like sip her wine and just be all bitchy. And she was not. And she was. It was just hard for me. It was just really weird. But like, you're a bitch. I hate you, Cersei. You're a terrible mother. And Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles? I've actually never seen that, so. No. Eh, you can skip it. <laughs> I heard it was. I heard it's better than all the sequels that have come out. <laughs> but it is that. It is better. <laughs> but you still don't want to watch it. All right. So got, this is. It's got summer glow. Yeah, it does have summer glow. Diddy Mao. Um. <laughs> Jeebus. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this is not the particular movie. Just my baggage that I'm bringing in after watching ten years of Game of Thrones. It's hard to see her as anything else other than Cersei. So that's so you never you never watched her in Imagine Me and You. No, can't say that I'd have romantic comedy where she plays a lesbian. No, okay. No, no, Mm. missed that one. Um, But we did find out that uh, as we were waiting to start, that she is the voice of Evil Lynn in the upcoming He Man animated series. So. Not that. Also, Jason uses Stinkor. <laughs> so, I don't know what to think about this. Alright, Alex, number seven. My number seven, I can't blame the film on, the film on this. Uh, because, with all the CGI that's going on, uh, spoilers, kind of, at the very end, when Leonidas is letting out that big scream and the very super close-up, you can see straight into his mouth, and he's got metal fillings in his teeth. And it's like, eh... I don't think Spartans had those. I know it's a little thing and it's stupid, but it took me completely out of the movie. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> With all this shit, they couldn't just, like, digitally cover it up? Eh. Still bugs me. Oh, man, look, looking at the cast list for uh, Matches the Universe. And, and Alex, that, once again, I'd like to point out, that was a weird thing for you to latch on to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do well, from time to time here in the podcast. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just... <laughs> uh, but but anyway, uh, look at this, just uh, digressing here. The uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, Damn it, Scott. Creator. you got to show up 30 minutes earlier next time. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, is there other things? Sorry. No, it was Alex and I were doing this while we were waiting for you. Go for it. Oh, you guys were going to the mass theater. You know what? Let's save it for the yeah. news. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to step in your guys' uh, pre, pre-show show. Asshole! <laughs> Disappointed! Okay. Uh, so we're on to our number sixes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there's some... 
Uh, Gerard Butler is great in this movie. Uh, when he's when he's doing the uh, the I, I I guess call it the kind of intellectual savage. <laughs> Uh, but the the scene where he's chewing on the apple, as they're just going around making sure that all the wounded are, are all the wounded Persians are dead, <laughs> um, they find out that the the Persians want to parley, parlay, um, and uh, they 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 don't want him to go because it's going to be dangerous. And he says that if they kill me, that'll be like the best thing that could happen to us. Because then he'll be a martyr, and then they'll be able to rally everybody around the, that that event. Uh, but then he, as as they're they're going through, just like brutally like murdering these these Persians, uh, he uh, he says, "Besides, there's no reason we can't be civil." <laughs> and then one of the guys goes, "Of course not, my lord." And then he just like kills a guy. <laughs> He's like stabs a guy in the ground, like uh, you know, it, it was dark. Dark, violent humor, uh, but uh, right up my alley. I, I dug it. But yeah, just him chewing on that apple. There's no reason we can't be civil. It's like his mouth's full. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, was a, it was a great line, great delivery, great joke. Yep, I like that one too. All right, uh, my number six is toward the end of the movie when they find out that uh, when uh, Cersei stabs Dominic West's character. In the the Cersei's the the Xerxes Cersei stabs him in the Xerxes coins, and they all fall out. Ever, but then all the senators the senators just start yelling "traitor" and shaking their fists, and I I just couldn't stop. Laughing. Yeah, it's like the, dude, the dude's dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. the dude's dead. But just old man shakes fists at clouds is what I was thinking of when I saw it. It was cracking me up. They just yelled "traitor," "traitor." That's my number six. Alex. The Sparta kick. <laughs> it's, it's my number six. Uh, it's, of course, very iconic to this movie. It's the first thing that people think of. So, 300. Oh, the, the kick movie. And all the memes that it spawned. Uh, it's fantastic. I couldn't wait to see this again. Uh, and <laughs> for two reasons, it stuck with me uh, personally. One, I, I love all the memes that came after it, especially uh, Cake Town, if you guys remember that one. I don't. Or, or somebody went by and uh, replaced a bunch of their weapons and stuff with candy canes and, and um, whatchamacallit, pastries and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, it's very poor, like, uh, uh, After Effects work where he pulls the sword on the messenger and there's like a giant like three-tier cake on it. <laughs> and the messenger goes, this is delicious. This is Cape Town. <laughs> and he, he kicks them in. They've got candy canes and stuff rushing into battle. Oh, that was, that was the best. The second reason is because uh, in my line of work as an animator, everybody went after this movie came out. Oh, just, yeah, have him do the, uh, the Sparta kick. The... Sparta kick, you, you gotta have that move. It's like for for every guy that it animated. It's like, okay. So for a, a couple projects, there's at least one character that had one Sparta kick. You know, I I, I, I have uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, it's, it's, it's in my it's in my backlog. Um, yeah. And you know that that period of history is right in my wheelhouse. 
Um, but yeah, that's like one of the first skills you learn is basically the Sparta kick. And even given that it was pretty much totally appropriate to the setting, and I think you even play a Spartan, I was still rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I'm with you, Alex. Alright, so another, another reason I like that kick, I think it's the first time you get the the slow motion, right? Or is it maybe, maybe earlier during the training, like, or the, the kid No, there's slow motion. Up. Everywhere, but I think that's in this movie. But yeah, but I think this is the first one. I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, I just like it is... sets up the movie. Yeah, it's the first one that goes like from really fast action to super slow mo. Yeah, like, right after the point. Of the yeah, it's kind of setting it up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Scott, number five. Okay, uh, number five. Uh, I have in my notes green screen violence. Um, <laughs> this this is. It, it felt novel the first time I saw it, to have all that CGI blood and everything. Um, and I think, to, to Zack Snyder's credit, uh, like the, the visuals that he has going here, it really works for everything that he's going for. Again, just because the whole goddamn movie's basically CGI, except for the actors. Um, but, yeah, just all the, the, the color palette, uh, just the constant like blood spraying in whatever direction you want. Um, it's a lot of fun when you when you look at it as a as a comic book adaptation, graphic novel. Um, just and and just to add to that, just get get some like cartoonish level <laughs> stuff going on, uh, and, and some and some wire work where like guy on a horse gets gets skewered by a spear and he goes flying off as if he got shot by a cannon. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of like kind of stuff peppered throughout the movie. Um, yeah, it just uh, the the movie. You know, I did not have that my usual complaint about it was too long, even though the thing's almost like hour fifty, pushing two hours. Almost two. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it does. It, it moves along pretty, pretty, pretty briskly. Um, it's so that I, to me that means that they're doing enough interesting stuff in each of the myriad fight scenes uh that that they're they're getting the most out of their medium here with the the green screen stuff um again not definitely not the last movie to do this uh but it definitely works here uh, so that's my number five okay um my number five is the yeah i guess quasimodo except for the lack of we don't really know his name here is it Ephialtes? Affilities, whatever. Um, Fairties. I don't. I he bugged me. I, the design of him, like I said, looked too much like Quasimodo. Um, and yeah, like tox, just, did he look like Toxie? Toxie looks like Toxie to me. A little bit. A little bit. I should put that on my list too. <laughs> um, so yeah, not not a big fan of it, and I also. I, would. My biggest problem with it is not that he wasn't who would have broke the phalanx, you know, not him. He wouldn't take him because of uh, he break the phalanx formation. They weren't even doing that. My problem is if he's the only guy that knows your weakness and you're not and you're insulting him, wouldn't you like <laughs> kill him or chain him up or something? I don't know. That's, yeah. some, that's some bad kingy kingship right there. Anyway, Alex, number five. 
My number five is the training montage of Leonidas at the beginning. Awesome and brutal. That was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it sucks being a father, <laughs> seeing a kid get repeatedly beat up, <laughs> and then him beating the shit out of other kids. Uh, that was a bit rough, but given the context and the 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 hyper stylized vision of the movie, it was pretty cool. Especially that wolf scene at the end, and he comes back, snowflakes in slow motion, badass. <laughs> snowflakes in slow motion. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number four. Okay. Number four, uh, the... Maybe the... So th- this is the... So I, I, I started this all by talking about how none of this is historically accurate, uh, but the whole line about fighting in the shade, uh, that apparently is a real thing. Um... That thing that was actually said, um, the the Spartans um, were were famous for was known as laconic wit, laconic wit, um, where they they would have these kind of pithy responses to things, um, and in being threatened with having millions of arrows rained upon them, the the whole uh, fight in the shade uh, is is a fantastic line in and of itself in and of itself. Um, and then they, you actually see it in play and, uh, they all start laughing about it, uh, as, as only, uh, the, the Spartans being madmen as presented in this movie would, uh, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a great scene. Um, a great bit of action without there actually being any real violence going on in, this, in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Didn't uh, was the movie? Is it Hero? One of those Jet Li movies who had a similar scene with so many arrows in the sky, like uh, oh yeah, blocking the sun. Right? Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, that is basically basically. Uh, well, there's a couple scenes with the arrows, but uh, yeah, there was one where they like two two people like block them all, and there's one where there wasn't any blocking going on at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number four, so we're right now. It is the the Faramir yeah, still number five, still number five, right? No, that was four. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, yeah, right, Scott. That was your four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's the Faramir voiceover, and I don't. It's right here in the middle because I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> I think the voiceover is good for the movie. I don't know if he's the right person to do it. Um, I go back and forth on whether I like it or not. Like I said, I think I, I know I like the fact that there is the voiceover, and I like the dialogue that is used there. It definitely goes with the whole thing they're doing with this movie. I just don't know if he was the right actor to be doing it. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, well, I might have more to say about this in my next thing. Okay. Well, um, mm-hmm. but but I I definitely like it. Okay. I like I like everything about it. Yeah. All right. We'll wait for you when you have a chance to prove you're worthy. Your what's what's the quote? To prove your shit. It's a Lord of the Rings quote. God damn it, Scott! You're the worst. Help me out. Oh, to <laughs> prove my quality. Quality. There, there it is. All right, Alex, number four. 
My number four is I like the sense of scale. Like some movies really do this very well, where uh, you you always know that the Spartans are vastly outnumbered uh, by the Persian army, and uh, yeah, just the they they have a really good sense of scale. Not only that, but like we talked about before, with all the millions of arrows literally blotting out the sun. Um, even in, in the story devices, when they when they're cheering at the storm, when all the ships got wrecked, and it's like, all oh, right, that would have thin their numbers. Nope, <laughs> not by a long shot. Uh, so yeah, I like that they're always very careful to show that they're like vastly, vastly outnumbered. Yeah, there's never a, you never have a moment of thinking like, oh, every time you look, yeah, just more and more. All right, Scott, number three. Uh. Number three, David Wenham as Dealus. Dealus? Faramir. Uh, Faramir. Fair, fair, Thank you. Uh, yeah, do, doing the voiceover. Um, taking through the lens of uh, that he's telling a story. Uh, from that point of view, I think it works together really well. Um, that that that's why everything is so over the top, is because he's just telling these guys about about this yeah. stuff. He wasn't actually there when uh, when Leonidas dies, um, you know. So he, you know, him recounting all that is just him telling a story that that he kind of made up, um, and just the the way that the, the the Spartans are propped up as being these ultimate badasses. And the Persians all being worthless slaves, um, yeah, it just and it helps make it a little more easy to swallow that that that, that this narrative is taking place, just because this guy's telling a story, and and just the way that it's told though is, is very engaging. Um, th- this movie is uh, the closest I think we've come to like a uh, like a commando or a predator. <laughs> And just the sheer amount of like machismo, and, and totally not not homoerotic in any way. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff going on, on screen, like every single scene. Um, you know, there, there's 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 a few gay jokes which are kind of cringy now, um, but uh, yeah, just just the the stuff that that he's saying and the, the way that he's saying it. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. Wenham knocks it out of the park, and he has some really cool lines. Like when the, the the Acadians come out and attack, and he and he says they make a wonderful mess, but they do their part. Like just just as if he's like patting a child on the head, like, uh, and you know just and it's it's all very rousing. The and my king died, and my brothers died. Like just uh, it's it's cool shit. Um, it's very it, you know this whole movie to me is more like a D and D. <laughs> like campaign, <laughs> yeah, and, that's a good way. Anything to, to have to do with history, like as far as like how I enjoy it, um, and, and I think Wenham again is, is great for that. Completely agree. All right, um, on to my number three, right? Mm-hmm. And mine is all the sexy eight packs in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. these guys were. Working out, and they weren't afraid to show it. Ah, it's just whatever. No homo, but they were, uh, <laughs> whatever. 
I've never seen uh, abs on men. Like, I didn't know it was possible. Oh, yeah, even, like, the old dudes. Like, they're all ripped in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Spartans. Yeah. Hey, I am a Spartan. I don't know if you guys know. My junior high, we were Spartans. Oh. And, uh... Oh. Yeah, I was a Spartan, and then I was an Argonaut. So, I'm pretty badass. Oh, and I was a Viking in elementary school, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, sleep. That's where I'm a Viking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... But anyway, yeah, it was, yeah. was ridiculous, like how yeah how Jack these guys all got. Again, I'm. I I I think I remember reading about how they they went on this like eight week like super strict regiment like everybody in the cast like even the dudes that were just in the back and never said anything um, to, to to look like that. And I got to think that the, there was some over the counter <laughs> stuff going on with that. Too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, maybe. Uh, one of my favorite scenes that I don't know right now is when it's kind of the first time you see them. They're all going in, marching in, and there's the guy like dual playing dual windpipes or whatever he's doing. Oh, freaking ridiculous! Panpipes. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were. Some kind of wooden wind instrument. Yeah. Not a panpipe though. I made a panpipe in class. No, like a traditional panpipe that only has the two that's shaped like a Y. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. That's it. The the, the killer abs. I'm sure they got that in watching one of those uh, eight-minute workouts they see on TV. Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven. (laughs) Seven Seven-minute abs. Alex, number four. Number three. My number three is uh, the slow-mo. I just never got sick of it. uh, (laughs) No slow-mo. Snyder. Yeah, no slow-mo, but... (laughs) My pants were getting tight. <laughs> uh, they paced it out. They timed it really well. They used it very effectively. Even if they used it a lot, it never felt like, uh, it, to me at least, it never felt like overwrought or anything like that, especially with the rest of the um, visuals going on. Also something that has been like stolen in various other movies. And, if I, yeah, if they see someone else that they just want to put in there because it's, it looks cool... It kind of doesn't work, so it kind of just like it's a cheap knockoff of three hundred. Oh, they're doing they're trying to do the three hundred slow mo, and it's you know no usually slow-mo. doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I this I have this higher up on my list actually, but the yeah that's what this movie is. It does it, and yeah, it gets tired in other movies, and maybe even once you watch this movie a couple times. But the first time you see it, I mean, I I a lot of people I know loved it, right? And mm-hmm. so I agree. Kind of how Matrix did it. And their movie, and then this is just a different version of that. I think everyone was ripping off the Matrix for a while, but this is just done mm-hmm. such a stylized way. Everything was like, yeah, pretty badass. Yep. All right, Scott, number two. Number two is the. Uh, in my notes, I have it down as the first phalanx. Uh, so basically, the first time they form up a wall inside the hot gates, which is where they should have been the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the the Persians charge in, and there's the the great clash where they're just pushing against each other, pushing against each other, and, th- and that might be the like the most realistic bit of actual fighting that happens in the movie. Um, but then all of a sudden, Leonidas gives the call, and they all just lockstep and stop, and toss them all back, and then they stab, lock shields again, 
push them off, stab. Like, oh, that's fucking badass. Like, that, there's no way that's how an actual phalanx would have worked. Uh, but, like, it actually makes sense of, like, okay, this is why the Spartans are so badass. Um, so, uh, yeah, just that, that first engagement where they're locking shields and then stabbing, toss, stab, toss. Yeah, and and I will say, to give the movie the benefit of the doubt, I think you're supposed to think that they fought the entire time in that uh, channel, but the movie would get really boring, and you couldn't do anything if they were that tightly in there, right? Like, right, no, no, I, I get from, like, a visual <laughs> standpoint why yeah. they, they changed up all the actions and stuff, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he keeps saying in the voiceover, in here, numbers do not matter, right? The numbers are negligible. Like, so, I, I always took it as, yeah, okay, but for the movie... It would get really boring if it was just that, the entire movie. So, um, but yeah, it's badass. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I was trying to think of a, a couple movies. I know Braveheart does the their version of that, which is not the really, it's kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. Uh, Gladiator, they kind of do it a little bit when the, right, in the, in the, um, the first, the big battle at the Roman Colosseum. Don't they do that there? Like a, a small version well, of it with do, the shields. Yeah, they do phalanx up a bit. Yeah, like in a in a t- in a circle type perimeter, and then that's how they mahoney the chariot off of their shields. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember. I, you guys might know this more better than me. Like in in real history, with when they first started, maybe not doing this per se, because obviously it, this was not the thing I watched. Did not go back to, to ancient Greece, but. Was it Napoleon? It was a way to stop the horse charge, and if you put them in small little bundles of these phalanx, the horse didn't know horses didn't know where to go, and they wouldn't run straight at it. And that was a way they were able to defeat the heavy horse and so on. I forgot what that was. It might have been Napoleon. I yeah. don't remember. I mean, cavalrys were were super effective, pretty much all the way until like right up before World War One. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. how that's how long it took for people to figure out. <laughs> something that, that made calories useless yeah mm-hmm. but it had something to do with his the way he bunched him in balls like not just one long line but these different ones and it was the horse it's something that the horses would not run at it because of their instincts or whatever and it was a way for them to do stuff but yeah mm-hmm. I know like when World War One started our cavalry still was horses it's it's I I, I was um, <laughs> it wasn't the, tanks and geez. yeah yeah no it's it's ridiculous <laughs> I, I was listening to um, I, I think I mentioned this podcast a couple times but uh, Dan Carlin's Art Grey History uh-huh. um, it's it's really it's dense so it might not be for everybody but it's really entertaining because he I, I think he's, he does a really good job of like being objective about everything um, but he talks about in, in there, there's a whole series that he did about World War One where. Like the beginning of the war, there were still fucking people that were like, "Yeah, let's send our let's send our horses to charge like the like the artillery and the trenches and the machine guns and like and it was just absolutely useless. It just got people killed. Like, and it took it took it took a while to get out of that mindset, even after the the start of the war had begun. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what are we on to? Number two. Two. And that was Scott's number two. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. my number two is just all the fighting. Um, just you guys have kind of already mentioned it with the like the phalanx attack you just talked about. Some of the the jump stabs, the the throwing of the spears, the throwing of the swords, the leg sweeps, the, all the shield stuff. Just it, this movie does one thing and it does 
it well. It looks cool, and there's lots of fighting. Oh, and abs. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All abs, the cool fights. Abs here. for days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my number two, Alex. Uh, I really like the cinematography in this movie. Uh, they're not only just with the slow mo and everything, and the and the uh, stylized color gradations, but just some of the shots just look so freaking cool. Uh, the way they're they're set up, uh, the way the eye follows uh, the characters, the way uh, just when Leonidas comes back as a kid from killing that wolf and everybody thought he was dead, and praised him as a king, all that shot was awesome. Uh, you know, the, everything that they did with kicking down the well, all the fight scenes where you can just almost take any freeze frame and have like a cool like shot. When they're, when they're throwing bombs at the shields, that is one of the highlights for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. By the way, so just to give credit, did you like the cinematography? It's Larry Fong. And it looks like it looks like he's uh, Zack Snyder's guy, because he did Watchmen, 300, Batman v Superman, Sucker Punch. So, there you go. There it is. S- Sucker Punch. Uh, all right. Uh, Scott, number one. <laughs> Number one is the 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 trailer bait. Uh, this is Sparta uh, scene at the beginning. Uh, so they David Wenham does the narration. They go through the the whole sequence of young Leonidas training and going out in the wilderness and, and killing the, the giant wolf. And, um, and then you actually get to see all that put in practice uh, with the. Against the cartoonishly evil Persians, <laughs> with the, the darkest skin guy in the movie to start with, which is again, yeah. I mean, all I can do is laugh at it at this point. But um, the 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 best part of that scene to me, though, was I mean, it, it's fucking rad. Uh, with the you sh- you should have chosen your words more carefully, uh, Persian. Uh, but just the the, the silent byplay between uh, Leonidas and uh, and <laughs> I don't think they said her name, but Queen Gorgo. <laughs> uh, so Lena Headey and Gerard Butler um, are are they only have a few scenes together, but they're fucking great together in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And just just when he looks back at her, and she basically gives the the nod. To like, yeah, do what you're gonna do, like, <laughs> and then he, and then he kicks him into the well. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like, you know, Snyder's not the most subtle of, of filmmakers, uh, but I thought he did. <laughs> he did. He did a lot of great work here with with their relationship. Um, you know, the not just the dialogue, but just kind of the looks they give each other, and just kind of the subtle where like. He's like the most like macho dude in the kingdom, um, but he he treats this this woman as his as equal, his queen. Um, you yeah, know, my queen. Yeah, you know, even as he's marching off to war, you know, he refers to her as as my lady, like as as in he as if he's in service to her. Um, but yeah, just that that whole scene's awesome, and my favorite part of it, um, watching it this time around, was just the the subtle nod that she gives, which she even. She like lifts her chin up too, in the way that she does it. Um, you know, it was you know more a more badass way of doing it. Uh, and I I just love that whole scene. But that's my number one. 
Nice scene. And that's uh, my number one is the, st- the way this the stylized. Uh, I don't want to say this. How this movie is filmed, I guess the stylization of it, the 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 saturation of everything, the slow motion, which we already talked about, and like it's just kind of that scene kind of kicks it off, as I mentioned before. So basically, all of it. It's uh, it's cool for this movie. It's it's you don't don't you have to think about this movie. Just watch it, have a good time, and it looks really cool. Put it on your. Put it on your HD TV or your computer screen, whatever you're gonna do, and enjoy it. Your laser disc. Your laser disc. Your HD DVD player. That's right. <laughs> Betamax. And then watch Gerard Butler with his exaggerated mouth movements all thing long. Mm-hmm. First tonight we dine in hell. The dude. The dude has some awesome yelling teeth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's, he's got yeoman's teeth. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> Alright, Alex, number one. Uh, it's the same as yours, Jeff. The stylized visuals of this whole movie, it's awesome. Right from the beginning, it it's just sucks you in into this um, fantasized world. Uh, that's, of course, not accurate pretty much at all uh, to what really happened. But you don't, you know, you don't care. It's essentially a fantasy movie. Almost akin to like a, a modern swords and sandals type of thing, and it's fantastic. All the CGI blood that you know bugs the shit out of me now. They pioneered it where it makes sense. It's like I hate it when they do it in movies where it's supposed to be like a real gunfight or whatever. And it's like, nah, that's CGI blood. I don't like it. I, uh, like in the Joker, it's like all that gritty, real CGI blood that they use for that movie. Yeah, yeah that was that's uh, not good. But uh, all that stuff just works the cinematography the slow motion the the color that they use for different scenes it's just amazing all right all right well you guys have any honorable mentions are you ready to rank it uh Uh, shout outs to crossfit that wouldn't exist without this movie (laughs) yes and and again it's worth it's worth mentioning one last time briefly but yeah I, i can see why people would not be happy with this movie. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, let's rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott, what do you give it? Uh, this this movie is, you know, our, our the original idea behind our scale was how, how apt would we be to watch it again? How likely would we be? And this movie... You can just like you were saying, Jeff. You can just have it on the background. Um, so laughable, <laughs> uh, like racism aside, I still would give it a six. Okay. Um, I will give it a five. It is rewatchable, but not on the five. Was reaching for a movie to rewatch. This is not too high on it. It's I like it. It's just right there. Like if we if we did fractions, it would be like a five point nine for me. But it doesn't quite hit there. A bunch of other movies I'd rather watch before this. Uh, but I still really enjoy it, and I will rewatch it a few more times before I die. <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> kind of morbid. Probably yeah. I probably only watch it like two more probably, times probably, before probably, I die. That's weird. Probably, yeah, probably yeah. watch it like another two hundred and ninety five times, maybe. Right. To, to reach three hundred. <laughs> there you go. Alex, what do you give it? Um, I'm also going to give this a five. It's almost a six, but just the visuals alone are so like distinct. Uh, 
iconic and dramatic that it's like it's kind of like a heavy meal that is like oh this meal is fantastic but I can't have like lasagna every damn night you know I mean Garfield so did yeah <laughs> yeah look how he turned out <laughs> yeah so it's a fantastic feast for the eyes it's just too much ricotta was it a fancy yeah. feast <laughs> it was not a fancy feast uh-huh. <laughs> uh but yeah I love this movie. I'll definitely watch it again, but I can't. It's yeah, like Jeff said, it's not a go-to, but it's it's close. It's, it's so good, so it's a five. All right, sounds good. All right, now we're to our crossover moment, which is what Scott. Uh, our our top five Senate scenes. Um, so this wasn't traitor, traitor. You know, <laughs> I I know. Before we go into these, it's usually very well defined, and we know exactly what we're supposed to do with these. Um, so, you know, for our purposes, we'll say anything that's like in in a a house of in a building representatives of the people are together. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, um, in a senate, or or you know, house representatives, as the case may be. If we're getting, well, if we're getting yeah. American literal here, uh, but at any rate. Um, I'll start with my number five, which is from, help me out here, guys. Is it from Attack of the Clones or, or Revenge of the Sith? With, uh, (laughs) with, with top five worst lines in the entire trilogy. With the democracy. Could you be more specific, please? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Democracy, democracy dies with thunderous applause. That's the last uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's Revenge of the Sith again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this what's the exact line? This is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention to I will not stand by. We discuss this in committee. But yeah. Scott, you, you can't take all the good ones. You gotta let some of us. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know. Scott, damn it. Uh, but this was like the first thing that popped in my mind was the was Natalie Portman shaking her head. Like, God, that was awful. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. I love democracy. I, I forgot what he said. That was a bunch. There's a bunch of Star Wars ones. I only have one in my list. Thank you very much. Could have the whole thing. Yeah. All right, that's a good one, though, Scott. Um, I go next, and mine is from. Uh, see, this is I don't know if it's pushing like Senate hearings. I hope we're allowing because this yeah. is from Contact. And it's uh, there's a few moments from that movie, right? When they're trying it first, when they they find out oh, they're trying to make contact, yeah, yeah. And then when they're trying to like have the people who are who are going to go in the ship, right? And you have interviews with Jodie Foster's character and everything else, and uh, what's his Tom Skerritt's character, all that. So just cool scenes. And at the very end, when she that might not have been a Senate scene where she claimed that she all this stuff happened, but they said she was only gone for half a second or whatever it was. Um, I don't. I just liked all those, and is uh, I thought it was some decent. That movie is not my favorite uh, by, by a long shot, but some of that stuff like they at when all right, all right, all right. Asked her, you know, her religious beliefs, and she says it doesn't make that's not important. But I like the stuff he was saying about how well you are representing how many billions of people, and it is important to a vast majority of them. I like all that stuff in that movie. So or that courthouse stuff or senate stuff. Yeah. That's my number five. Contact. All right, all right, all right. All right. Hey, what the fuck? McConaughey. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of his name. <laughs> McConaughey. All right. Alex, number five. Uh, 
I put this down at the bottom of my list only because I was, as Jeff, I tried not to put Star Wars stuff in my top fives because they would all be Star Wars. But uh, The Phantom Menace, when Senator Amaliqui Amadala puts a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Villarum. And you see the ETs screaming. Vote now! Vote now! Mm-hmm. Vote now! That, that's a good one. And I don't know if I said I don't put Star Wars in my top five. I always put Star Wars in my top five. <laughs> but that, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about when Jar Jar Bink gives uh, authoritative <laughs> rights to Chancellor or to yeah to Chancellor Palpatine to make him the Emperor? How about that? Jeebus oh, Misa gonna give the rights to the Emperor. Oh. Nope. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, Scott, number four. Jar Jar was secretly a Sith Um He was. <laughs> and then Luke is chickened out. <laughs> uh, my number four, as, as I, I, I put this down a while ago, but as I'm looking at it, it might not be entirely correct, but I'm just going to run with it. Uh, the American president. Um, now that I think about it, the, the, the money shot speech... <laughs> Uh, I think he's actually in front of the press corps at the White House, not necessarily at the, uh, in, in front of the House or Senate. Uh, but I'll just say that they, 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 he was skipping out, I think, on the uh, State of the Union to do that, so uh, I'll go ahead and allow it. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, Michael Douglas and the American president, uh, given the the uh, Aaron Sorkin rah rah left wing president speech, <laughs> uh, was uh, a lot of fun. So that's my number four. All right, my number four. This is where I pull an Alex. I'm going to say it's from a movie I haven't even seen, and not only that, I don't go. even know. If this scene actually happens in the movie, but I watched a bunch of documentaries when the movie came out. It's when, um, Mr. Um, Rogers, Mr. Rogers, yes. Mm-hmm. I w- does his, I'll, I'll, his whole I'll allow it. Thing. I'll allow it, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> um. So I don't know if it's in the movie that just came out with Tom Hanks or not, or or there was another as everything. There's like multiple movies of the same thing that have come out in the la- <laughs> within three years of each other. I mean, a documentary whole- counts. Anyway, there's a whole thing with Senate. They're getting rid of PBS and stuff like that. And he goes and says why it's important and everything. And he literally has the senator just like, uh, well, you got me sold. And it just like ends it right there. And it's like, all right, you get your money. Like it was like the most best speech I'll ever see. And, it was, and I was just, it was very emotional. So if you haven't seen it, look up Mr. Rogers and Senate and talk like saving PBS. It's pretty awesome. Did, did you guys ever see those movies? Is, it, is that in the movies or no? I, I, it has to be in the, the, the Tom Hanks. Yeah. It, it, there's no way that's not in the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, that's like one of the highlights of like his career. Like, and it's yeah. it's like a highlight in American politics in the, in yeah. the twenty in the twentieth century. <laughs> Was that this this like mild mannered guy from PBS shows up and gets this hard ass senator to be like. Uh, you talk me into it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, it should never happen. Like, not not even back in the... When, when was this? The 60s or 70s? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Uh, that's number four. Mm-hmm. Alex, number four. Uh, you guys might have this higher in your list, so I'm just going to say, fuck the poor. <laughs> oh, yes. It's higher in my list. There you go. All right, well, he's talking about history of the world, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Spoilers. All right. <laughs> Scott, number three. Okay. Um, yeah, it's the Won't You Be My Neighbor. Okay. So I'm technical issue. Technical difficulties here. My anyway, <laughs> okay. Alright, well then uh we're on to my number three, which is Godfather Two. So all the stuff going after Michael Corleone and uh putting him in uh, in front of the Senate and then later on in the movie when they have their key witness and he they bring in his brother all the way from Sicily and just all he has to do is sit in the crowd and he also It was me. <laughs> That's that's my racist Italian accent. And, it was um, it was between the brothers, Kate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so all the stuff in the in, uh, with the Senate stuff in The Godfather too. That is my number three, Alex. My number three, and I almost forgot about this, but a very special episode of Married with Children, where no ma'am goes to Washington to speak before the Senate, <laughs> <laughs> where. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Jefferson somehow got him in because of his shady past that they always allude to in the in the episode, and they got him to speak to bring uh, uh, violence back on TV with Psycho Dad. Psycho <laughs> Dad back. <laughs> they took him off the air because he was too violent. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. I forgot about that. All right, uh, Scott, number two. Number two is I don't know the name of the episode. And I do not remember the movie they make in the episode. Um, but it's The Simpsons, the Mel Gibson episode, where they 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 start <laughs> off with the, like, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And it turns into this whole scene where Mel Gibson pulls out a machine gun. <laughs> and starts, I forget what happens. But honestly, the highlight is, is the end with the shifty-eyed dog. Oh, it's making me laugh just thinking about it. It's hell Mm -hmm. being Mel. Yeah. (laughs) If I don't pay my my parking tickets, the police pays them for me. (laughs) Did Mad did Mad Max back down when Sunsville happened? Did Payback back down with that Uh, when when the dog when they do the close up of the dog (laughs) just Shift the eyes. All right, um, we're on to my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is uh, the Phantom Menace, and specifically, uh, I did not come here to discuss this in a committee. Is the the main one, but Wait, the, what, all in, the, in a what, Jeff? In a Star Wars movie. No, a I mean committee. in, in, in a, Discuss it in a what? Committee. In a what? Committee. What Com- comedy in a comedy. Committee. Committee. Um, but I do like I did like the design of uh, we make fun of it, but the design of the Senate the first time you had all the little pods floating around and everything I thought that was pretty cool. Um, as much as the Senate stuff is not the most exciting in a Star Wars movie, I, I I'll give it. I'll let him, I'll let him, I'll allow it. Yeah, let's and let's uh, grind let's grind <laughs> this whole movie to a screeching halt. <laughs> but. 
But I did like, I mean, when you watch Star Wars, they talk about how the Emperor had got rid of, uh, dissolved the Senate. You don't know what the fuck that was. Now you get to see it. And now you're glad the Emperor, you know, you root for the Emperor. He got rid of that boring <laughs> shit. <laughs> so they got a whole subreddit about that. The Empire did nothing wrong. <laughs> Unlimited so, power. Yeah. So the, the Senate scenes from the Phantom Menace Committee. Alex, number two. Number two, et tu, Brute. Probably one of the, in theater, in uh, made-for-TV history movies, uh, the Senate scene where Caesar gets murdered. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. What was, we saw that in high school. Right, Scott? I mean, I think that's the only time I ever saw it, actually. (laughs) In Um, a a movie. I forget which movie it was. You know, uh... Uh, HBO did that Rome series, which I feel like is a precursor to Game of Thrones many years later. Mm. Uh, but they they basically skip the whole speech. Basically, Caesar gets killed, and then they skip the whole Mark Antony speech, and it cuts to Brutus, like like hiding out somewhere, and he's like shaking because he's like, "Oh, we're fucked." <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Although, as fun as it would have been to have seen the, the speech once more, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to see the other side. Et tu, Brute? Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Stamp, 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 stamp. All right. Out, uh, Scott, number one. Number one is Godfather 2. Uh, that, that, was a, <laughs> that was a very good Frank Pantangeli impression you did there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, that, that, that whole sequence, um, you get uh, Chich, Chichiro, <laughs> where he's like, uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> how's the line go, damn it, we were talking about button men, um, Anyway, yeah, that little sequence is, is great. And then the, the guy playing the senator, is, when it's all over, is like, I want to find what the hell happened here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he brought in his shifty brother from uh, Sicily. It was, between brother, it was between the brothers, Kay. Yeah. Chilling. All right. All right. Well, my number one is... Should we, gentlemen of the Senate, should we continue to build houses and whatever for us? Or should we provide food and clothing for the poor? How do you vote? Fuck the poor. Fuck the poor. <laughs> it's seriously like a four second scene as we're just panning by Rome, set an establishing shot of Rome, and I freaking die every single time. <laughs> History of the World, part one. Rome. So good. All right, uh, Judas, <laughs> Supercell, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what? Alex, what's your number one? My number one is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Uh, yes, I did watch this movie. Yes, it is a fantastic Jimmy Stewart film. Uh, oh, I, 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 I had a yeah. poppy one right on the nose. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, has uh, some implied child murder also in that movie. Uh, with cars going fast motion, ramming into kids that are trying to spread the good news. Uh, well, no, actually trying to spread bad news about a bill that's corrupt. 
And that's why he's doing the famous filibuster scene at the end. Just a bill on mm-hmm. Capitol it's, Hill. It's graph, they say. The bill is graph. I've never actually seen the movie, so... Do you want the bill, Mary? <laughs> I'll toss I'll a pull, rope around I'll tell, tell, pull, pull the last one, pull it down for you, Mary. <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic film. I recommend it. It's in right. black and white, though. Just warning you. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we need subtitles? <laughs> uh, maybe? The, language is, the English language has changed a lot. Accents, I mean, if they're doing the accents. transatlantic thing, then... Who knows? All bets are off. Yeah. All right. Any honorable mentions? Ah, oh, damn it! I had one, and then I lost it. All right. Well, too late. Oh, it's time. That, oh. So the uh, the <laughs> the Caesar Senate scene that they kind of mentioned in uh, the Naked Gun, <laughs> where I see twelve weirdos with with togas trying to just kill a guy. I shoot the bastards. <laughs> that was a production of Shakespeare in the Park. <laughs> All right, now it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, nothing. <laughs> to it's be time continued. for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, all kinds of. Um, Craziness going on in the world. So once again, just as, as Bill and Ted would do, be excellent to each other. Um, so, that aside... And party on, dudes! Party on, and party dudes. on dudes. Yes. Um, I, I started watching uh, Beware the Batman. Uh, which i watching it on HBO Max right now. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the... <laughs> Imagine the early Clone Wars animation applied to Batman. Oof. So that much of it I'm not into. Um, but I, I, I'm, it's Batman, so I'll take what I can get. Uh, they're, they're doing some interesting stuff with the rogues gallery in this, where they're, they're not using the usual... Uh, I mean, some, some of them pop up here and there so far. Like but, Condiment Man? Like Condiment Man, yes. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely no uh, expert on the the comics, uh, so I don't know how many of these are from the comics at some point, or if they made them up for the show. Um, but either way, um, it's not the usual batch of, of Rogues Gallery, uh, Batman's Rogues Gallery. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's decent so far. Um, if you're if you're looking for some Batman stuff. Um, the animation's a little bit hard to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've said it with Clone Wars. I think you've said it all. Uh, just you can tell it's like how low budget it is because they'll be like on the streets of Gotham and there'll be nobody there. They're just like a bunch of square buildings because <laughs> that was the cheapest thing to animate yeah. uh, to render out. Um, so there's that. And uh, before the show started, um, we were talking a little bit about um, AMC. Uh, So Jeff knows more about this, but um, apparently they're in big trouble. In Little China? The the, uh, movie theater (laughs) chain. I don't don't know about the channel. (laughs) Are they even owned? Are they the same thing? They're not. I'm pretty sure they're not. (laughs) They could be. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, I just, I know that they put, they were already kind of in trouble because, you know, movie theaters are in trouble because everyone's watching at home and streaming and everything. But they put a bunch of money into uh, the, the AMC Prime membership or whatever that thing is called where, you know, you, the, you make the movie pass thing. And they also redesigned all their theaters to be, you know, with recliners and bars and all that. And just as they were getting done with all of that, uh, COVID happened, and so no one go to the theater. So they're like hemorrhaging money. Um, the big rumor out there is that Amazon might buy them to keep them afloat, and then it also allows them to have, you know, a place to, to their movies and everything. So I don't know. A- Amazon, the only company who's making money probably out of all this COVID thing, mm-hmm. they're doing all right. So I don't know. AMC Movie Pass, Movie Pass, Multi Pass, AMC Movie Pass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, which I had. Does, it's a movie pass. I had the service. It was really good, actually. I for, it was obviously more than the original movie pass, but that thing was too good to be true. Um, and this, you could watch any movie. You could reserve it on your phone. It was really cool. But obviously now <laughs> we just canceled ours because even when sh- it's allowed again, we're not we're not going to the movies for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not multiple times a week. <laughs> we'll go every once yeah. in a while. Doing that. It, it, uh, so I know the like the big. One of the bigger local theaters, uh, the one at the Spectrum, was doing a, a big renovation. So yeah, that, that, I, yeah I, I can see why they'd be in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they waited too long for some of that shit, though, because like, even even where I used to live, the uh, there was a Regal around the corner from my house um, that was pretty shitty for a long time, and then they they did like like three or four years ago they did the big renovation. With the recliners and everything, and, and now and then it, be, it became like a really nice theater going experience. You know, maybe you wouldn't get the best like theater sound quality, but as far as like comfort goes, like it, it's yeah, like they they were they they were still doing the old stadium style, but um, this major theater, so yeah, waited a little too long. I, I don't know how the other AMC's are or Cinemark for that matter. Yeah, I mean, I always liked the one over here by me, but I know they're all, most of them are nice now. You said the Spectrum, the Regal was good. I don't know what they were really changing over there, but it was good before the change. Um, haven't been to a Cinemark in a while, but... I don't I don't think the one with the Spectrum had the recliners in every... every not every yet. theater. Not every theater, but a lot of them. Like, if you, if you went in and you went to the left, all of those were the special uh, reclining seats, and then... The Spectrum also had the special like RPX theater and they had the IMAX, obviously. Right. Yeah. Very local for people. <laughs> it's very uh, Orange County thing, you know. Yeah, isn't there the they they? I heard the Cynodome's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too much urine. <laughs> I heard it was not enough. <laughs> uh. Wasn't there like a a new type of theater between the RPX and the IMAX somewhere? I don't. I mean, I, I think I think we that. saw. I think we saw like Star Wars there or Avengers the one of the two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I know that they were gonna. They had or were gonna add one of those forty X theaters. Where they have like the vibrating chairs and the smell of vision and all that. Like that's a thing now. Yeah, but aren't they only gonna play Honey I Shrink the Audience on that? <laughs> yeah. 
They're, they're, they're just going to play Soaring Over California over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I heard it's actually pretty cool. It, they actually have it uh, like coded to the movie. They actually get the real digital coding of the movies, and they're able to program it to do everything. I, I've never done it before, because there's not many out here. Like, So maybe they didn't have the Spectrum. I don't know. Smart. The only one I know of in, around here would be uh, L.A. Live, and I ain't going all the way out there to watch a movie. Oof, yeah. What was the, They actually did a movie set in the 50s with John Goodman. Is, yeah. Is it, is it called Matinee? Matinee. Yeah. And they kind of do th- that thing. I thought yeah. it was pretty neat. Yeah. I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there so, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't want to see any theater chains go under, so... Uh, hopefully they figure it out. Um, and then on to some video games. Uh, I think the last time we talked, where I, I brought brought up all the stuff about E3, um, that that would be tomorrow if it, if it had gone on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and with all the stuff going on in the world, some of these uh, larger press conferences or, or announcements or, or what have you are, are being pushed back. Um, Sony has announced, I think today, that they're actually doing theirs on Thursday, Thursday afternoon. The 11th, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to, to talk about the, the PS5. Um, so, well, that to look forward to. It, it, mm-hmm. did, it is funny, though, because they, they initially pushed it back because, um, you know, they, they didn't want to do the stuff with all this hor- these horrible things going on. Um, and, 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 and detract from the protests and, and all that, and rightfully so. So I, I do think it's funny that they are like, okay, well, Thursday's good. Like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> like, the, the, there won't be any problems with us doing it that day. Like, and, I, and I'm not saying they shouldn't, uh, but, I, but I do think it just, it just feels very arbitrary. <laughs> like, oh, well, Thursday's fine. <laughs> the world's back in order. Like, I... I yeah. So. Uh, maybe they want to get ahead of the other stuff that's going on in the weekend, though. Because I know was it the IGN Summer of Games like Twitch stream is um, going on with some announcement. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that Sony cares. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and, and, anything short of like the the Microsoft and like whenever Microsoft does their thing, I don't think Sony cares. Um, so I, I I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I think like. Most of the information about the PS5 is already out there, um, other than what it actually looks like. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping to get a glimpse of some games because there's there's no there's I don't think there's really anything right now that is a, a like a system seller for the PS5 right now. And I know Microsoft kind of got ahead of got ahead of this of here's some shit coming out of their system, and uh, Sony hasn't really done that. I mean, a lot of it's yeah. going to be a lot of it's not difficult to imagine. Like, in, any new sequels are going to be on both or whatever. But uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, what 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 games they choose to promote the new system. So, yeah, looking looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, I did I did watch a thing. Uh, one one more thing. Um, I did watch. Uh, X Men Dark Phoenix or Rise of Dark Phoenix or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> um, it wasn't it wasn't as nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Um, it's it's definitely like 
Like, I would still rather watch any MCU movie, I think. Uh, Naturally. But, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, I mean, some of it was just pretty... Like, a lot of the character development and stuff was pretty lame. Uh, but, I, but I thought they were finally doing something interesting again with with the mutants' various powers. Um, it felt like that, that a lot of the focus in the movie went into that. Um, and really, that's that's the big draw at the, at the end of the day. Um, you know, in order for the movie to be good to great, you have to have other things. That's I think that's the first thing you got to get right. And I think they, they kind of did in this. Um, you, know, you have Nightcrawler doing all kinds of cool shit. Um... You know, Magneto, again, it's fast and doing all that stuff. Um, there was a lame hair dude with, like, hair whips <laughs> that I was shaking my head at every time he, he got some screen time. He's uh, the new uh, porcupine guy from the original movie. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> you had Storm, like, doing all kinds of cool shit. Um, a lot of, a lot Aurora? Of cool. Aurora. 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 Um, so, yeah, it just it felt more like what what it should look like, I guess. And now it's over. Now it's back in Disney's hands. So we'll we'll see what's next. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to go over. Uh, Alex, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, we covered the game stuff. All yeah, right. That's it. All right, Jeff. Um, I, I do know we were we were looking at the. Uh, Masters of the Universe cast. I have the power! Yeah, I mean, I can quickly go over that if you guys want here. This is Masters of the Universe Revelation. Uh, this is the animated series that uh, Kevin Smith has been uh, kind of in charge of. Um, there are some names here. It's kind of Diedrich Bader playing Trapjaw. Kevin Conroy playing Merman. Merman. Uh, Liam, Liam Cunningham, a.k.a. Davos... He's playing Man at Arms. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Lita Hedy as Evelyn. Phil Lamar as Hero. <laughs> Justin Long as Roboto. Jason Mewes as Stinkor. There's a bunch of names here. So, Henry Rollins as Triclops. Stephen Root as Cringer. That's kind really? Of... Henry Rollins? Yeah. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn, as uh, Eilina. I don't even know who that is. Cree Summer, who has done voice work in pretty much 90% of all the things. Yeah. Um, this girl, Tiffany Smith, is. I know her from like YouTube shows. I didn't know she was an actual actress. Okay. Um, she like hosts like DC online stuff or whatever. But anyway... I don't know much about it other than it's Kevin Smith is like the head writer, I think. And if you listen to his uh, one of his podcasts, uh, Fat Man Beyond, or used to be called <laughs> Fat Man on Batman, um, his his buddy, Mark Bernardin, is uh, one of the writers on there as well. So it'd be kind of cool to see them work together. They always talk about stuff. I think it's the first thing they're actually doing together. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, anything that gets Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill back in the same... Maybe, maybe they don't have any scenes playing off each other, but still. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it for that. Uh, other news I had is I finally beat a video game. Uh, I'll actually say 
we finally beat a video game. Me, uh, <laughs> me and Laura, we finally beat Overcook. Overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still together? Yeah. We <laughs> beat the giant meatball at the end of the game that's attacking the city. Whoa, and... whoa, whoa. Racist. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, that game is pretty intense. I, I recommend people playing it. Um, yeah, it's a test on your relationship or friendship, <laughs> whoever you're playing with. Um, but yeah, we got pretty good at it. Why are you chopping more lettuce? We need buns, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Stop throwing shit on the floor. I need it. Uh, so yeah, we beat that. And then so we we actually already had Overcooked 2. That was a gift. So that we started playing that. And it's it's the same but different. We're still getting used to that one, so. That is on that. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up is, I don't know if we've talked about them on here. I know we've kind of talked about them other places. Is that that show that Josh Gad is doing on YouTube to generate, uh, you know, fundraising some money. And it's called the uh, Reunited Apart, where he's getting cast members and crew of old movies and reuniting them on Zoom or Skype or whatever he's using. And there's been a, a, a Splash one. There's been a Goonies one. There's been a Back to the Future but the last one I saw was they got the Fellowship of the Ring. They got the cast of Lord of the Rings together, and it was awesome. So if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, watch it. They had, I can't think of, the only people who didn't show up were the elves. And fuck, elves never show up. So, <laughs> um, But actually they did. They had Liv Tyler and Orlando Bloom were there. But they was, there was no Hugo Weaving or Kate Blanchett. I think those are the only two omissions, and unfortunately Christopher Lee. Uh, was not there, but R.I.P. Yeah, but he had everything from Peter Jackson and and those guys to all the Hobbits, Aragorn. Uh, I feel like Sean Bean, a real life Hobbit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there was kind of they had everybody they were talking, and then uh, the like the last guest was okay. We're going to bring in a fellow Kiwi to a- answer or ask some questions and do some little trivia or whatever. Is it and Lord? it's Tyke. No, it's Tycho. With Kiki, with TT, okay, I can never okay. see. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Jermaine Clement or uh, one of the Flight of the Concords. No, it was another. Uh, Brit. Yeah, oh. about Brit. No, oh, he's a... He's a... <laughs> anyway, and so the first thing Peter Jackson's doing, he's like, oh, you finally, finally made a time out of your schedule to come see us. What, are you busy working on a Star Wars or a Marvel's movie or something? He's like, yeah, both of them, actually. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So yeah, if you're a big Lord of the Rings fan, uh, go watch it. It's good to see him again. And I'm, I thought like, what's his face, Aragorn would show up because that guy's like aloof, right? Like, guy doesn't seem to do stuff. Yeah. And then they read old, they read lines together. So the like, two of the characters will, or two or three will out read act a scene, and it was pretty good. They had uh, Sean Astin and Andy Serkis do the what's taters, precious? <laughs> Boil them, smash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> and then, uh, what's his face? Sir Ian McKellum did one of his lines. He goes, "The whole uh, when Gandalf the White shows up, <laughs> it was I am Gandalf the Gay." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. So I probably just spoiled all of it for everybody, but go watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like I need to watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's right. Go awesome. watch it. It's fun. And if you haven't, if you like the movies, go watch Goonies. Go watch the Back to the Future one. The Splash one, I don't know much about that movie, but you had a... It was like three people. <laughs> yeah, it was the producer, director, Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, and Eugene Levy. I think that was it. Unfortunately, John Candy 
<laughs> was not there. R.A.P. Yeah. Yeah. But go check it out. All right, that's all I got. So, anybody else has anything to say? Nope. All right. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. Thanks for listening, everybody. Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.